Hey, it's Greg Hoffman from Take Command. And the best part about podcasts is they create a 25th hour in the day. Whenever I'm commuting, metro, car, even when I'm riding my bike around town, although in that case, one earphone only, safety kids, I'm always listening to podcasts. And this offseason, you can get all the insights, all the news, all the analysis, and Logan and I occasionally make a joke or two in the Take Command podcast on demand so it fits in to your busy schedule. Follow Take Command in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your pods. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Take a man podcast from Odyssey Sports. Craig Hoffman, Logan Paulson. All right, how much of the starters do you expect to see uh, against Carolina offensively and perhaps just as importantly defensively? Yeah, so I don't have any insight. You know, I haven't talked to a coach about this partially so that I didn't have to like lie about it. Um, <laughs> but I think the uh, I think I think what I would expect is just based on Ron's history and like this is just throughout the NFL. If the offense comes out and looks sharp. They, you know, they have like a 10-play drive, they score a touchdown, they don't need to be on the field anymore, and they won't be on the field anymore. And I think that's right, because I, ultimately I, don't, I think coaches don't really want to play their starters in preseason. If they didn't have to, if they didn't feel like it was an important part of the evaluation process, I don't think they would do it. So I, I, that's what I would expect. Now if they come out and they flounder, they go three and out, they're having false starts, then that number gets pushed out a little bit. That might be a quarter. That might get into the second quarter. It just depends on, on exactly what's happening. Because you want those guys to come out and look very sharp. And, you know, I think I've said this to you before. Like, oftentimes you don't prep for preseason games. But they're doing carded periods now. So, like, they're practicing against Carolina's defense. So I do think it's important that they come out and they look really sharp right away. And I think that's um, that's important. I think, you know, again, like, I haven't talked to anybody specifically about this, but I think it reveals a certain amount of mindset with regards to, like, what they're thinking about in the context of this game. Yeah. By the way, just to define, uh, glossary definition time, uh, carded periods means that they actually literally have a card out at practice and they'll get in the defensive huddle with that card and say, hey, defensive uh, team that is is basically the scout team. Uh, There's no official scout team at this point because it's training camp, but this is the defense you're running. Everybody look where you're supposed to be. Okay, now go run it. Uh, it's not like they spend extra time practicing right. and things like that. It's literally call a defense off a card as if you drew it up uh, in the dirt, and that allows at least you to get a look uh, for the offense against that that look that Carolina will run. So I, I totally agree. And I think offensively we see the basically the full unit. Like the fact that Curtis Samuel practiced today means I think we may actually see him. You know, they, the, I think you probably, I think you, if, if he went today, he probably goes. Yeah. Think, like, that's what I think. I agree. And, and, you know, I think that's going to stun some people. It's like, oh, he's been in so much practice. It's like, yeah, well, this is a, this is a preseason game and they're not worried about contact with him. They're worried about, you know, yeah. him actually getting out there and performing Volume. with the adrenaline and, you know, and, and performing these moves in games. So I, I like that move. I think that's smart. I think you will probably see Terry uh, maybe even less than the other uh, people. No matter what, Terry may only get a series um, where maybe some of the other starters, including Carson, get a little bit more. But, like, you'll see Terry out there in order to have the full offense, have their look. Now, I I do think you'll probably be without 
all the guys that basically missed today. Um, you know, I think Cole Turner's probably out. I think there's some other guys that that are going to be sitting with Se- injuries. Like semis, semis looks yeah. like Bates is probably out. So you only have two tight ends. I think that's another reason you might see Curtis just to kind of get some more bodies for the receivers early on. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, again, yeah, I, I agree. I think you know it might not be 12 plays for everybody. It might be five for Terry. But I, you know, I think. You know, I was talking to Santana about this day, and you know, a lot of guys that I played with, they wanted to get a couple of snaps in the preseason. You want to put the helmet on, you want right. to get a little sweat, you want to get hit a couple times, you want to catch a ball. You know, like I always wanted a, a nice man reach before I came off the field, or a nice frontside run, basically, so I could really kind of feel it and get the tension and kind of and all that kind of stuff. And that's part of the process, you know, yeah. get get that first little knock out of the way and get ready to go. So I think a lot of guys are excited for it. I just hope that it goes as smoothly as possible because if it, if it's if it's clunky, if it's whatever, I think you're going to get a lot of kind of disgruntled people talking and I, about and it. And I think that's also important is like then they come out fairly quickly. If it goes like they go out and run an A-play drive and score, like that's done. Good. First team offense, we did it. Congrats. Pats on the back. Get your ball caps. Take your shoulder pads off. And, and off we yeah. go. You know, if, if it's three and out, three and out, then you might see them get a third or a fourth series and play most of the first quarter. Yeah. Eventually, you just say like, hey, all right, we'll try again. We'll try again next week. But I do think that's the case. Yeah. Defensively. I wonder if there's a little bit more mix and match because with Chase not playing, now Chase is not going to be their first week of the regular season, so that's worth mentioning too, but you're already down such a key piece. Like I do wonder if like Montez plays, if John Allen plays, uh, or if those guys are kind of on that Terry snap count where it's like, all right, we'll get you a couple snaps, but you ain't going to be out there very long, especially because at that end position, like you got to make decisions on who's going to be out there. I think James Smith Williams is firmly in the front runner seat. Um, and he's obviously been yeah. battling a bit of a hip injury. So I do wonder about his play time as well, but it's going to be interesting to see how they he manage looked, he that. He looked really good the last couple of days. By yeah. The way. Which he looked fantastic. Really yeah. Um, you know, I, I do wonder if there's a little more mixing and matching, if Jamin gets a little bit, you know, longer run, if Cole gets a little bit more longer run, if any of the DBs are out there a little bit longer or a little bit shorter, do they want St. Juice to get extra snaps at nickel in a game situation? Like there's certain things that I think individually on defense, you can do more mixing and matching where offense. I feel like you treat it a little bit more as a unit and pull basically the full unit in and out, uh, as, as a first, second string, et cetera. Yeah, I think there's I think there's a lot to that. Like, you know, how much do you really need to see John? How much do you really need to see Montez? And and they might just throw him out there for like a series, you know what I mean, or even a couple of plays just to work that first team rotation. That that's interesting. I do expect Jamin to play a lot, like a lot more than, you know, the other starters. I just that's what my gut's telling me. Like I have no Actually, that's not even what my gut's telling me. If I was the coach, yeah. Jamin would play more that's than That's what your head else. is telling like, you. Like that's just how I would Yeah, that's what that's how I would do it. And then obviously I think like guys like um you know Percy Butler you know Percy Butler uh Forrest are going to play a ton. I think you're going to see them both kind of mix in at the Buffalo nickel spot. More Percy probably, but if that's happening, then that means Forrest is playing the post. So those guys will get a lot of burn because they're playing multiple positions, right? And um, obviously Forrest is the is the PP on special teams. So he's going to be playing damn near the whole game anyway, so he'll he'll get a lot of reps. And then um, you know I think Cole it will be pretty much in and out. I think you feel pretty good about what he's done in camp, his mastery of the defense. So I, and he's, he'll probably do a series or two. Like it, it, it's funny. The defense is the opposite. If they go two, three and outs, like they get six plays are done. Like they're, right. they're done for the day. So right. if they do something like that, then <clears throat> all those starting guys are going to be out. I think Benjamin St. Juice is an interesting one who might play more because at nickel, 
and this defense nickels on the field a lot, but you're not on the field every single play. So they might want to see him get 15 plays. Right. And if the defense is out there for 15 plays, he might not be out there for 15 plays because they do have a rotation with Cam Curl at, as like the Buffalo nickel linebacker, you know, so first and second down linebacker. And I think that's also important to note, right? So um, a guy like Fedarian might get a lot, but I don't think so. So I think you're going to see a lot of guys like Daniel Wise, who I expect to just be a baller this preseason because he's looked great in training camp. Hamilton is the other guy. And then uh, Bada is the other one inside. So those three guys I think are going to play a ton. And I think you need to because they're all in contention for that four, fourth, fifth defensive tackle rotational spot with uh, F.A. Obata. So I think uh, all those guys are, are going to be really interesting to watch in that kind of mix. And especially where there's position battles, I think you want to get guys you know are going to make the team out. And you just want to get evaluation time with like the defensive tackles, for example, or the, the fifth and sixth linebackers, or the third and fourth safeties. Like that's I think that's where you see all the playtime kind of fall to those guys. I think the starters will get in and out pretty quick. All right, I got three questions for us to wrap up. One's kind of a joke question, but also kind of serious. Why don't they sign another punter and protect Tress Way because he's a national treasure? That's a great question. Uh, you know, some teams do that for the preseason. Like Justin Tucker but I doesn't think kick. Also you, the, he doesn't? They have a guy that comes I, I mean, in and does I, it I'm for pretty him? sure that they've, they've done that in Baltimore for Justin Tucker before where they're like, yeah, we don't need you in preseason. Like, you're the highest paid kicker in the league. We know what you are. Like, go sit down. I, in some ways, though, I think it's good for the kickers to get a little bit of burn in preseason because it is such a psychological thing. So sometimes you get the helmet on, you get the shoulder pads on. I think more for Cheeseman than anybody out of that group. Maybe Sly, just kick a couple field goals, a couple PATs. Guys who are relatively young, like get them out there, yeah. let them feel it. And I think you do oftentimes have like gentlemen's agreements with the other special teams coach that's kind of say, hey, we're going to run a seven-man box. And for those of you at home, like – Usually, if you want to run like a block, you have eight men over the the blocking surface of the punt team, and seven boxes like a return structure. So you kind of say we're just running seven box, and we're going to double vice one of the gunners, so double team one of the gunners, and that's what you get for the first. That's that's game. all I care about. I Second. I don't want Trustway facing a live a live punt rush because th- if that's the case, just yeah, take snap fine. the ball to the quarterback and take a knee, and, and I don't care. Trustway <laughs> should be protected at all costs. At all costs. Well, I, you know, I think uh, there's some there's some truth to that. I think there is some for a guy who's been done as long as him. I think you could make an argument to do that. All right, here's my my more serious uh, thing. We did this on the radio yesterday, and it kind of started on this podcast. So I'm gonna bring it full circle now that we're going into preseason game one. Uh, we had the Rashad okay. Ross Award, right? The guy who's going to be productive in preseason, yes. but not make the roster or not really play during the regular season. And then we also came up okay. with the Cam Sims Award, which is a guy who kills it in preseason, and everyone's like, I don't know. And then he actually he doesn't need to be a starter in the regular season, but he actually is going to at some point help during the regular season. Right. I, for the Cam Sims Award, uh, it's tempting to pick Cam Sims, by the way, uh, but for the Cam Sims it is. Award... I was going to say, are you going to pick Cam Sims for this uh, or what? I went with Daniel Wise because I think Wise... I like it, you know, he showed he could play last year, so why wouldn't he play this yeah. year? But he's kind of forgotten amongst all those other names, and, you know, F.A. Obata has looked apparently very good, and there's like a bunch of guys that are going to that are also going to play well. I think Daniel Wise is going to pop in this preseason. He's going to make some plays. Maybe he gets a sack, a couple tackles for loss. And it'll be like, oh, man, that guy. Who's, who's 92? It's like, oh, yeah, I remember him from last year. And then he's going to do that during the regular season, too. Every couple of weeks, he'll pop up, make some plays. He'll play consistent snaps as part of a rotation. So I got Daniel Wise as my Cam Sims Award uh, nominee. 
And then I'm trying to remember who I said yesterday from my Rashad Ross order. I think it was Armani Rogers because I think these tight ends are, oh. are going to get a lot of burn in part because of all these injuries that we're talking yeah. about. And I just think at the end of the day, the numbers aren't in their favor. I just don't see how Rogers is going to ultimately make the roster unless one, someone in front of him stays hurt. Um, so those, those were my two nominees. Who you got for the uh, the Cam Sims Award and the Rashad Ross Award nominee now that we've gotten a couple weeks of camp under our belt and we're headed into preseason game one? Okay, so Armani Rogers has become very, very interesting because he's gotten a ton of targets the last couple of days and looked like that dude. You know, we've talked about how big and how fast he is, and I don't know, man. Like when I talk to the coaches, like they love him, so he might screw around and make the roster. What you know what I mean? Like, and I don't know who gets bumped because, like, if you did that, you'd have to keep four. It'd be Bates, Turner, assuming uh, Logan starts on starts on the pup list, right, or IR. Uh, and then, so Bates, Turner, Hodges, and then Armani. But if Logan was active day one, I, I, I get a vibe that they might try to get um, Hodges to practice squad. And even even though Hodges has had an excellent camp, excellent camp. So that is an Well, and that also position. knocks out Samis, though, because Samis uh, yeah. is, is that better blocker and better special teams player. Like, that's where that's where preseason matters, by the way. Like, Rodgers yeah. probably going to play some on special teams, and let's see how he does. And unfortunately, right now, based on practice, I think Samis would be the kind of the practice squad guy looking in. So we'll see how that goes. But I, I really like that pick, and I like it because it might actually he might actually make the team. So it's a really good one in terms of a guy who might be productive and also do that. And you could also say Curtis Hodges kind of in that same vein. I love yeah. I love the Daniel Wise pick because I think he is the guy that's going to be your fourth rotational guy. I really think that's awesome. Um, in terms of if I was going to go receiver here, I think Dax Milne is a guy that you got to keep an eye on here because mm-hmm. he's going to return kicks. And I think if there's any type of injury, I get the feeling he knows all three wide receiver spots. And with Curtis Samuel kind of being up and down a little bit, I think that just makes a lot of sense. He's going to catch some balls this year, do some stuff on special teams for you. So I think he's my Cam Sims Award winner. Very tempting to pick Cam Sims there also because of all the I almost feel like done. we can't pick Cam because he's graduated out of that. Like we expect Cam to contribute, so he's no yeah. longer eligible for his own award. That's true. So Dax Mill, the other one that's interesting, but you know, again, this is like a little this might be better for Rashad Ross, is Jonathan Williams, the running back, uh at number forty one, mm-hmm. so keep an eye out for him. He is big, he's fast. He's good in pass protection. He's a good football player. I think he's played like seven years in the league, six, seven years, something like that. He's been around a while. And uh, I think right now he's the fourth back, and I don't think they're going to keep four just by the nature of the business. You know what I'm saying? I think so he is kind of this guy who's going to play really well in the preseason, probably be a practice squad guy, um, but again, a, a guy with a lot of ability. So my offensive uh, nominee for the Cam Sims Award was actually Jonathan Williams. Oh, uh, really? With, uh, uh, okay. Uh, yeah. And I will say this, I'll stand by that. Like, I hear you, and he might Rashad Ross if nobody in front of him gets hurt. Correct, But, like, yeah. I think that kid can play. And he so the play. nature of running back is somebody at some point will go down, and then if he, even if he starts on practice squad and comes up, if that kid gets snaps, he's going to be all right. Yeah. And so I think there could be a game at some point this year, kind of like when early Cam Sims, where he didn't do a lot most of the season, playing a lot of special teams, things like that, and then all of a sudden he gets on the roster and – injuries happen he gets out there and it's like whoa he can play receiver a little bit and yeah. and i think that's what could happen with williams whether it's practice squad uh if you know the way certain things break at other positions if he winds up making the team and being a mostly teams guy could he could he find his way into some carries at some point and be good yeah so he was actually my my sleeper cam sims award nominee but he also could be a, a big time rashad ross 
Uh, slash yeah. at, at that point we rename it. It's the Mac Brown Award because Mac, <laughs> you know, Mac Mac kind of had the same type of thing where he was Absolutely. awesome in the preseason and never never could could find it during the regular season. Yeah, and so do we need to do an offensive and defensive player for each, or we just we, kind of throw we, it out there? We don't. We don't need to. We okay. we had plenty of time to do this and mess around on the radio yesterday. So I just figured I'd bring out to the podcast like and see it. if it's you good. had any other guys you wanted to mention. Yeah, yeah. But since so, you mentioned my guy, I figured I'd, I'd shout you it out. Chime in. I'm just trying to think if there's any other defensive guys that I would recommend for the award. I think I really think a guy that's going to play really well, you know, regardless of what category he falls in, is uh, Derek Forrest. I think he's going to show up and knock some people's teeth out and I think like he's a guy that's built for the preseason what I mean by that he's like a very physical football player he's a good teams player he's like one of those guys that is like strictly a teams player but in the preseason they're an absolute killer because they've played like NFL football before so I think Mm -hmm. that's a guy that I'm going to definitely be keeping an eye on in terms of that's the DeShazer Everett award yes right exactly that there we go I love it I love that award title perfect so you know who else is going to play well in this preseason who you are. Oh, so thank you. Advice. Thank you. We're going to get you some advice from Lindsay Zarniak from uh, the NFL on Fox. She joins us next on Take a Minute.